Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, David Mion. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And just as last week, uh, when Connor took us through the cloudy skies of uh, West Virginia, here we have our pilot, Mike, taking us through the uh, not cloudy skies of outer space. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're here playing Elite Dangerous while we chat about whatever we're going to chat about. Um, and wow. Yeah, okay. We're, we, we've taken off. Sweet. I kind of so yeah, this won't, this won't make much sense to people who aren't watching the video, so definitely check out the video attached to the description in the podcast to see what we're seeing here. But if you don't do that, that's okay. You can still listen to the content we're about to talk about. And just going off that, we've Finally, it seems like after hundreds of years, have had one of the two uh, big companies break and reveal the price and release date of their next-gen offering. That being Microsoft revealing the Xbox Series S officially, right, at $299, Xbox Series X at $499. So, quick thoughts, and then we can get into it. I think the Series S is a pretty crazy value. I honestly think that Series S, uh, Xbox All Access for a Series S plus, you know, that comes with Game Pass Ultimate. Like that's the the most insane value in gaming. Like yeah, and it's 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 really uh, showing how hungry Microsoft is, right? Because they're so like Jeffrey Grubb, who is a reputable insider, said that they're taking a bigger loss on the Series S than they are on the Series X. Which I under, yeah, which makes total sense to me, and it yeah, just goes I, to show that they're 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 being extremely aggressive going into next gen. So yeah, like we as we had talked previously, like we had talked like I thought that the idea like that the Series S like we looked at the specs and everything, and I, I wasn't terribly impressed with them. But uh, from what I've read um, on the developer side, uh, developers are not having to make a second profile for the Series S. It's literally the exact same everything running at a lower resolution. Right, because the only difference is the GPU, right? Like And the RAM. There's a little less RAM. Right, a little less RAM. And I think the CPU is actually just slightly weaker than the Series X, but that's I'm pretty not sure really significant. I thought like it was clocked at a lower... I don't think so, because people have said that the Series S CPU is stronger than the PS5. It uh, is stronger than the PS5, but it's, okay. I don't think it's as strong as this. It's slightly weaker than the Series X, I'm pretty sure. But, the you know, the it, only thing that I did still, read that was strange, it, yeah, uh, the Series S is not going to be able to play One X enhancements. I don't think because it has less RAM. It, so okay, that's kind of weird. Um, well, so then how will that work then? Will they will it be like optim optimized for Series S rather than optimized for One X or? I, I think it would have to be. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I don't believe you're going to get, like, I, I was just under the assumption that you would get the 1X optimizations for free, essentially, no matter which next-gen console you got between the Series X and the Series S, but that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Well, regardless, you know, like like you said, uh, for $300, what you're getting in that box is is an absurd value, especially when you couple that with Game Pass. It seems to be Microsoft's that seems to be like the core of their sort of strategy here. I think. I think I mean, they're that, ex expecting the Series S to be the one most people get. I yeah, believe. I I think that's likely, especially since like 
You know, not that many people have or care about 4K. Like, 4K is very much an enthusiast thing. Yeah, 4K is not huge. Right not now. yet, at least. Not yet. Most people and, uh, are content with high frame rates on 1080p at the moment. Because yeah. for a lot of people, it's frame rates over whatever else. Yeah, I choose frame rate. Like, my, I have a 4K TV, but I typically... Not every game, but most games, I will choose uh, the 1080p 120 frames per second option over the 4K 60 option. Yeah, but I would argue that like even the the frame rate sort of data point is almost irrelevant when we're talking about you know the mainstream audience. The what's going to attract the mainstream audience is like you can get this box for three hundred dollars and yeah, then get well, Game I, Pass, which which gives you access to like hundreds of games for free essentially. Three hundred dollars is tempting. Like that's a really good price, but I really think you're understating the Xbox All Access here, like. Because, like, from an American point of view, Americans love payment plans. I, I don't really agree with that uh, in my own finances, but typical Americans love a payment plan. And, like, to get started with Xbox All Access, uh, I think it's 25 bucks a month, and that comes with Game Pass Ultimate and the Series S, or 35 bucks a month for the Series X. Mm -hmm. And, like... Yeah, I think that's that, going to be pretty attractive too. That drops a next-gen console into impulse buy territory. Like it really does, you know. And, and like they're adding EA access, so that means that if you do that, that means you like the people that just like to play Madden every year or FIFA every year and stuff, they can pay. You know, they don't have to swallow that three hundred dollar price tag. They can pay their twenty five dollars a month, and they're gonna get those games as they come out, all of them. Plus yeah. some other games if they ever want to check them out. I think that's the that's the incredible thing about this. I think getting EA access was such a huge move. Yeah, EA access is huge in the sense or that EA like Play, there are called. there are, yeah I I know what you're talking about, but there are you know like huge swaths of players who only buy like the new FIFA, you know, who only buy the new Madden. That's like you know like. There, there's a huge sect of people who play video games that that's like what video games are to them. You know, like those yearly sports release games. So the yeah. fact that that's going to be available bundled in with Game Pass, bundled in with, you know, uh, all access, it's just it it lowers the barrier of entry so much so that literally anyone, I believe, could could jump in. You know, it's basically just like another Netflix style subscription now. Yeah. Only, you know, with actual hardware now. And you get to In keep that hardware software. at the end of yeah. your two years. Yeah. Extremely, yeah, extremely enticing offering. Did you guys see, though, uh, what GameStop is doing in their latest bid to stay relevant, I guess? No, they're, what are they doing? So they're, uh, they're, they're coming out with, like, payment plans for the consoles as well, right? So I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be separate from Xbox, like, all access. So it essentially just go through GameStop rather than Microsoft. Don't know why you'd want to do that. But they also said they're going to do something similar for PS5. So I think they're trying to sort of cash in on that idea and in a fight to just stay relevant a little longer, I don't think that's going to save them, but... No, I... Especially not with uh, the Series S, which we've both said we think that that's going to be the main console of the next gen for Xbox players, and it doesn't have a disk drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I feel like the only relevance brick and mortar is going to have is selling you hardware. Yeah, I, I still think that I'm going to be buying... Uh, yeah, and that's going to be at a Walmart, not a GameStop. But uh, I, I think I'm probably going to pick up 
the the discless PS5 probably. Yeah, that's that's my next gen console choice because I, I'm probably you know. Uh, AMD isn't uh, doing their announcement on October 28th for their new video cards, but I'm likely building a new PC myself. Right. Or yeah. my, and that'll cover my cover me for my Xbox games. A PS5 is in my near future, I think. Though that Ratchet and Clank game looks choice. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank looks really good. And I, I guess just speaking of PS5 now for a second, you know, we've had this months long cat and mouse game between Microsoft and Sony. And I think Microsoft, you know, Microsoft went first. You know, they, they've announced their price. So now there should be nothing holding Sony back, right? So we should, I feel like, you know, get a price announcement imminently. But, you know, with how crazy 2020 has been, who knows? I feel I, like I that's really the logical think, thing for them to do. But. I think Xbox really has poised themselves as much as they did at least during the 360 years Yeah, to win this no. gen. No, and they if, almost won that one, you know, if if not for yeah. such the colossal hardware failure and losing the format wars. My current prediction, you know, and obviously it's still really early to be saying such things, but just based off my knowledge of the industry and how things are shaping up, I think next generation is going to be much, much, much closer than this generation. Easily. Yeah. Honestly. Well, yeah, you don't have Dawn Magic around, so that, that makes right. it easy. It's easily going to be at least closer. <laughs> yeah. You don't have yeah, Don Magic dude, that, shooting Xbox that man, foot Yeah, that man poisoned Xbox for like he in, within the span of like two months he poisoned Xbox for like seven years. It's kind of yeah. wild when you think about it. Yeah, but you he's know, a legend. Like, <laughs> he's a legend in the worst possible way. But you know, Phil Spencer, you know, rightfully so gets so much praise because look at what he's done in the time he's been in charge. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Xbox is the consumer friendly console right now. Yeah, and I would be picking up an Xbox this fall uh, if if Halo didn't get delayed, right? But you know, well, are, are you going to pick up an Xbox? You said you were thinking about building a PC. That's true. Now, would you, you know, do like both? With the Nvidia announcement, I I think I would do both, honestly. Which mm-hmm. I know seems stupid, but I I really I don't know. I enjoy the idea of having a console, and for PC, like the games I usually play on PC are either like MOBAs or strategy games, right? So like. That's what PC gaming is for me, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think I'll be p- playing, like... I know this is going to make me sound really stupid, but I don't think I'll be playing at FPSs on PC just because, like, I don't feel comfortable using a mouse in that way. Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, like, we'll see, right? Like, I, I, obviously, I could change my mind. Uh, because I am warming up more to PC, especially, you know, after our NVIDIA talk last week. Yeah, but the AMD thing- unveil a bike, like, recently... What? I think AMD unveiled a bike recently. Like a bicycle. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Yes. I don't know what that means. Two days ago, they started selling custom bicycles. Well, that's good for them. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's so weird. But, but they're, they're you know, so they're having, there's two events. AMD's having two events uh, coming up here in yeah, the next One, one for months, Ryzen right? and one for their RDNA 2 cards. Which are, I think both are very kind of exciting. I'm very eager to hear uh, their advancements in the CPU and GPU space. And, you know, I'm, especially eager to hear, like, what they have to fight against NVIDIA. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear what RDNA 2 can do because, like, as it is right now, RDNA 2 is what both console manufacturers are betting on. Right, so. yeah. You know, I, well, I'm not going to write them off yet just it, because NVIDIA has put out something amazing. 
I, I will comment though. I what both console manufacturers are betting on. I don't know if like it could just be like they could only get a deal with AMD and not Nvidia. You know, like we don't know the behind the scenes of that. But yes, you know they are using AMD tech in their consoles. Yeah, but I also wonder if like games are going to be better optimized for RDNA two than they are for Ampere. I, yeah, I don't I mean, know. That's a fair point to wonder, right? You know, because, you know, obviously all the third-party games are coming out on the consoles and first-party consoles. and A lot of games use DirectX 12 these days, and, like, you know, if the Xbox is running on RDNA 2, then it goes to reason that RDNA 2 would be where the optimizations are in DirectX, because, you know, Microsoft makes DirectX. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see. Yeah, but I think uh, one 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 other thing that kind of got, you know, like so I feel like so much happened since the last time we record. Have you guys been seeing the rumors, pretty much confirmed rumors at this point of a Switch uh, revision or like Pro Switch that's coming out early next I year? I mean, I've seen headlines about it, but I've been seeing this for three years now, so I've never clicked on them. Yeah, yeah but like there there's accounts now of developers claiming that Nintendo's reaching out to them saying to Make sure they're ready to release their games at 4K resolution on a new console. So wow, I think we're getting like a 4K capable Switch, which I don't really know why Nintendo's sort of targeting that. I mean, like, no, I would... that's not the Switch's strength. Nah. You know, like that's not the reason Switch is selling like hotcakes right now. But like, it 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 does it does sort of point in the direction that maybe they're looking to compete in that space a little bit with. Sony and Microsoft, which is kind of interesting. They haven't competed in the same space for a long time now. That would be incredible for uh yeah, for uh third parties, multi platform games right, on yeah. Switch. Honestly, yeah. They I don't think there's been a multi platform game that's come out on a Nintendo console. Like a true multi platform AAA release since I wanna that say comes the out Wii U. like with, with feature parody. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like yeah, like you know, like COD on the Wii had to be like <laughs> extremely pared down. down and and you know, compatible with the Wii mode, which which was kind of neat, but you know, like it wasn't like the real COD experience. But yeah, yeah, like I think you know, these rumors are really picking up traction that Nintendo is actually going to release a next gen console next year as well. And you know, it's obviously like an upgraded Switch, right? They're not gonna, they'd be insane to to, to cut the legs off the Switch, right? They, this has to be like a pro version of the Switch. It's not gonna be a brand new console. Yeah, I. <sighs> You know, we we always talk about who's winning, like, the console generation and stuff. And I feel weird not including the Switch in that discussion, really, but it's really not... It doesn't make sense in that discussion to me anymore. Like, to, Nintendo is not competing with Microsoft and Sony, yeah, and, in my mind. Yeah, it, I agree with you, and I think, like, in a few years, maybe we'll get to the point where Microsoft's not competing with Sony anymore, either. They're, I feel like all three of them are s- sort of diverging, and eventually they're just going to be existing in their own spaces. But and that's wild to me because like in my mind right now like the new Nintendo console like there's no competition there. I don't care about specs. I don't care about anything. You release a new Nintendo console, I buy that new Nintendo console. Like, right. Yeah. New Nintendo, but, like, I buy Nintendo. You know, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but there there is a a huge sect of of gamers out there that you can't really ignore that you know that are like okay, I would never buy a Nintendo console because of the power reason. And I I do think that's a silly argument, right? But like a lot of people do think that way. So well, it's not it's not that silly. I mean, cuz nobody wants to like I mean, okay, FIFA it's, players it's care about their graphics, silly, but like, like when you have games of the caliber of like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and 
and so on and so forth. It, I feel like having such high quality experiences sort of makes that point moot. Like, who cares exactly how many frames you're getting or like the resolution of the game when it's actually like a genre defining experience? I, mean, I, I care about the frame rate in Breath of the Wild. That would be an objectively better game if it had <laughs> a stable frame rate, but. Yeah, but still, I, I mean, like, saying. would you opt not to ever play Breath of the Wild because you heard it had sub thirty dips? You know, like, yeah. it's that's that's a little absurd to me. But but you know, like, that's just my opinion. A lot of people feel otherwise, and I think Nintendo is trying to grab that piece of the pie now, which which is kind of exciting. You know, like they like I said, they haven't done that in a long time. Uh, so since the GameCube, I want to say maybe. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Wii definitely wasn't competing, and neither was the Wii U competing yeah. for that the switch doesn't i mean the switch is hd and everything but it's you know a portable yeah it's it's a portable hd device which is see yeah. that's kind of okay, wild so that's another point i want to kind of touch on if the switch pro or whatever it's going to be called isn't like also a portable device i feel like that totally defeats the purpose of the switch like, yes. I don't want this to be like, okay, it can do 4K, but it's just like another box. You know, like, what's the point of that? Yeah, like, I, I, need, I need it to be another portable device, yeah. Maybe, like, undocked it could do 1080p, but, like, docked it could go up to 4K. Like, that... that yeah, there's would, no way they're going to include a 4K display on this thing. That would yeah, be... Yeah, no, be that would be, like, wild. bleeding-edge technology, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Suddenly, Nintendo's at the front of the pack in the hardware <laughs> rule wars. Right, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I think, I think it's a very exciting time for all three. Which you know previously I thought it was like this is Sony and Microsoft's time for a new step, right? But like Nintendo's getting in on it too, which is yeah. which is crazy. I would also be super into Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft all being on the same like gen timeline again because I can't like i'm always running the numbers in my head like what what gen is nintendo on now like yeah so like yeah nintendo kind of separated with the wii u and kept that up with the switch and and i don't know like they'll if if they release a console early next year like the rumors say then they'll definitely be like more aligned right but like i yeah. like sony and microsoft literally release within days of each other every generation right so yeah, like it's... well well not every generation let me take that back but like, recently you know, they have i think yeah. microsoft made the greatest gamble in console release history by releasing their 360 super early because that yeah, thing was a hardware mess but it yeah. sold extremely well because look at this brand new 720p console right it was the first hd console yeah first hd console they really hit that first and yeah and it paid off for it them. paid yeah. off dividends just even despite in spite of the entire red ring of death yeah there were people who just bought a second yeah, xbox they just bought a second xbox i didn't care yeah i still have so many fond memories of my xbox 360 elite like i love that console like the, my old xbox like 360 got a red ring of death as so many of them did, right? But, like, that Elite was a rock-solid console. Honestly, if your Xbox. Xbox didn't Red Ring of Death, did you even own it, like, re on release Xbox? It is a real part of the experience, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you have to I have remember one my, that I remember Red my sixth-grade science teacher telling us um, ways that he had fixed the Red Ring of Death on his <laughs> Xbox. I got an he told E74 us error on mine, which is where the graphics card, or, like, the PCB separates because the solder melts. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. god! Like yeah, his so his fix that he work. told us was to let your Xbox run and get really hot, and then stick it in the freezer. Yeah, reseat the okay. solder. It was all about yeah, reseating exactly. the solder. Yeah. yeah, and I guess it I worked mean, for a while. I guess sure, but yeah, they they Just fixed it the second they fixed their thermals. Yeah, and got better solder. But the point of the story is that, like, you know, these middle school students talking with their teacher, right. their science teacher, about how to fix an Xbox. Like, <laughs> how do I fix that's this? That's how, you know, how big of a cultural phenomenon the Red Ring no, was. No, everyone I knew owned an Xbox. Yeah, same. Yeah. Except for myself. I, I yeah, owned Connor, an Xbox you, and a PlayStation, but that was You You period. kind of uh, subtly brought up that you've never owned an Xbox. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I had a Wii at the time, and um, years later, like... Just before the big trend started, maybe maybe as it started, I really don't know because I didn't like. I had just kind of decided everybody owned an Xbox, and I would never get to play with anybody. But I picked up a PS3 because I wanted to play Little Big Planet. Yeah, and uh, ended up getting into Uncharted and stuff. But yeah, I have never owned an Xbox. I thought like, you know, part of me wants to go back and revisit those games, but like, there aren't a lot of games on original Xbox that I can't play on like PC or something that I would want to play. Right. And Although, an Xbox 360, I have, like, the Xbox 360 PS3 generation is not nostalgic for me, like, at all. The thing about PC and the games from the, that generation in particular is that a lot of them are just really, really, really bad ports that don't yeah, work. It, that's true. Like, but, that but generation Xbox, was lousy with bad PC ports. Like, the 360, I feel like, is the, is the one I would want to get. And, um... That is just not an era where games were good. <laughs> like, just well, thinking about, like, uh, uh, they got better towards the end, but when I think of the Xbox 360, I think of brown first-person shooters. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah, like, the yep. PS3 360 era definitely is Real uh, brown. associated with, yeah, with those brownish colors, those dull and I colors. Just don't, I don't have room in my cabinet for brown shooters. <laughs> I don't care. Like, they're so bad. They're so uninspired. I don't have room for them. <laughs> you did get some, like, quality quality storyline shooters but that's about it yeah like the things i think of like gears of war started on the 360 it's pretty good halo had some good entries halo 3 and 4 i think are both pretty good halo 3 especially oh yeah you finally uh i haven't played them yet i'm waiting for crossplay uh to be in halo 2 i've only played halo 1 gotcha okay and uh but i i've played halo 3 multiplayer and it's pretty fun you know, yeah, Halo 3 multiplayer is still good. the king of multiplayer for me. Uh, not for me. But the, it's fun. It's just not the king. It's no yeah. Titanfall 2 or anything. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Sorry, I just don't see myself getting an Xbox. There's no... Uh, At least now, there's no real point, right? With the, yeah. everything on PC. Yeah, I don't see myself getting a new one. But like, yeah. you know, getting the old ones. Actually, I would probably, like, if I wanted to play those old Xbox games, I'd probably pick up... Uh, uh, Series S or something, so that I could yeah. play them on official hardware, but have, you know, just have the Series S for Game Pass games, because there are still some games on Game Pass that I'd like to play with my friends. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, well, Xbox last gen really didn't have a lot to drive them forward, and it, it appears that they're going to carry that over into next gen as well. Yeah. Maybe, well, that's a, although they that's did the thing, acquire they've got so much, a They've got so much cooking series. now. Right. Yeah, I mean they've got Psychonauts too, and that's you know that would that would like if that wasn't coming to PC, honest to God, I think Psychonauts two would have me out buying a Series S, like yeah, you know for that for that low 
third entry and like having the other Game Pass games and stuff, I would absolutely pick up a Series S to play Psychonauts too. I love Psychonauts. So just circling back to the Series S, what do you guys think of the design? I like it. I think it's the best looking next gen console. I know you're not a fan, but I like how sli- slim it is. Uh, I really, you know? yeah, I enjoy the small form factor. I just don't. What purpose does that giant circle serve? Oh, that's it's for the fan. AI. Yeah, it's it's an air intake, but like you know, they are drawing a lot of attention to it. But I I don't. It mind looks it. like a speaker. Honestly, the Series yeah. S looks a lot better than the Series X because the Series X is just a rectangle. Or yeah, see, I agree. I don't know. It's I kind of like the boring. monolith design. Like I, I don't I like, hate either of them. I think they're both okay. But I like I think the, the Series S is the best one. I like the anime protagonist look of the PlayStation Five, though. I hate that. Like it I looks think... like something you'd see out of like Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna be put really it, I'm gonna buy the PS5 all digital edition and I'm gonna store it in a paper bag because <laughs> I don't want anybody to see it. It's so really? bad. The PS5, I, I think, out of all the consoles, the Lucky. PS5 digital edition is the most cool looking one. Personally, that, that is the better of the two PlayStations. But it's like yeah. someone took an Alienware and made it not look cool. You know what I do think is gonna bite Xbox in the butt this gen, and I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but not putting gyro in their controllers. They're the only ones that are holding out on that. Yeah, that is kind of a weird omission, especially because that's becoming more common. It's becoming more common. I've seen YouTubers more and more lately doing videos comparing, um, and I, I know not, a lot of people don't care about accuracy, but first-person shooter accuracy right. with, uh, with a stick and a gyroscope in a lot of cases is more accurate than a mouse. Yeah, like I, I was seeing that, like it sort of bridges the gap between, like if you're if if there's like cross-platform play and you're using gyro and they're using mouse and keyboard, it's sort of it's evens pretty, the playing field again. Yeah. It's much closer to fair, and you yeah. you would get rid of aim assist essentially. And I think that would be awesome. Like, you know, if that could just become the standard. And I really I can't imagine holding a controller that doesn't have gyro in it anymore. Like that's that bothers me. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised. Like, I, I, it's, it's such a common feature across all the games I usually play now, or yeah. not, not all the games, but you know, the consoles I usually interact with. I, I'm kind of surprised that Xbox hasn't done that yet. Yeah, it's are weird you, are you Switch, sure they haven't? I am certain. Yeah, okay, because it's, it's a huge omission that I looked into. This, I mean, the Switch has gyro. Like, of course, Nintendo's done gyro for a long time, but like. The fact that a Nintendo Switch is, in my mind, objectively better for a shooter than either of the new um, Xbox consoles coming out is weird. That is kind of strange. Yeah, maybe uh, you know they're making those elite, you know, pro controllers or whatever that cost hundreds of dollars. <laughs> maybe I, I do see them doing like a uh, a thing like what Sony did with the PS3. I think they will release a controller revision halfway through the gen that uh, yeah gives them uh, gyro. Because uh, Sony did that, but with Rumble for the PS3, because they had like some, they claimed that the Rumble messed with the gyroscope or something, but it was really like a lawsuit they were in the middle of. They couldn't put gyro on the six axis. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited for both of the new controllers, though, because I, well, the, I don't have a problem with the Xbox One controller, but I hate DualShock fours. I think they're pieces of junk. I hate them. I, I like oh, the DualShock. I disagree. 4. I think the yeah, DualShock 4 I, I is way better it. than the DualShock 3. I, I, yeah, I'll agree with that, but I don't like the DualShock 4 either. PlayStation has yet to make a good controller in my mind. I do think, so, I I, I disagree in the sense that I think the DualShock 4 is a fine controller, but I do agree the, uh, the fact that I think out of the three console makers, they make the weakest controller. Like, the Switch Pro controller and the Xbox controller are better controllers to me. 
Yeah, I think that tri- I think that the PS5 one has um a good shot at being pretty good though because they've talked about the trigger pressure, and that's the thing that kills me on the PS4 is that the triggers just don't feel good to pull to me. Yeah, the the triggers are being talked up a lot on the DualSense controller, and also in addition to that, it's just like the form factor is like wider now. It's like more like an Xbox controller now, right? It's not like yeah. as thin, I guess. It's more like fat, which See, I think shapes- is, it'll it'll conform to your hand more. I think. The shape has never bothered me. I don't have particularly big hands or anything. It's really just every PlayStation console has had terrible triggers, and I think if they fix that, they're fine. Yeah, I mean, I th- I do think the DualShock Four triggers are light years ahead of whatever was on the PS3, right? Like the yeah, because your finger doesn't weak, slip off of them. Like yeah. R2 and L2, like yeah, yeah, those buttons sucked. But like, yeah, yeah the, the triggers on the DualShock Four are a lot better and. The haptic triggers on the DualSense seem to be like a huge step up, even from that. So, yeah, honestly, yeah. remember when everyone was uh, complaining about six axis? Yeah, and well, now I think it's... the biggest complaint was that Rumble was removed, right? Like Rumble was such an integral part to games back in the day. Well, people also just don't like motion controls a lot of the time. And now like, I, I still, kind of I back. still hear people whining about gyro aim and saying like, I don't want motion controls in my game. It's like, dude, just quit crying, like. <laughs> It's you just don't want to realize how bad you are at shooters. <laughs> like, it's just... I can't imagine somebody turning off motion control aim in Breath of the Wild. Like, I could pull off insane shots in Breath of the Wild with the bow because oh, of right, the right, right. switch. Like, I, was trying, I was thinking, like, what? Yeah, but yeah, the bow and arrow, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, there's no aim assist in that game. Like, And there doesn't need to be. Yeah. I never know. Well, actually, I didn't play through that much of Breath of the Wild. I, I can't really say it. I didn't I like. Mean, I didn't like, like Breath of the Wild. I just kind of burnt out on open world games as a whole. Mm-hmm. See, Breath of the Wild is the game that burnt me on open world games. Like, it just feels gross to play other open worlds like, after Breath of the Wild. But I've said that before a million times. I just didn't like the non-structured freedom. You know, Mike, I have heard that complaint a lot, you know, but like, I, I do think, you know, obviously overwhelmingly people do like Breath of the Wild, but the ones that don't all have that same sort of complaint. Like, like I didn't even make it off the plot structured nature. I'm yeah. like, I'm supposed to get here, but it just seems like too much effort to do that. It just felt right, I, weird. It just, you know, like, obviously I love Breath of the Wild, but just to try and see things from your point of view, I do think that, like, you know, like a lack of. Like, the story was very sparse in that game, and the, the lack of, like, actual events motivating you to progress in the game could be kind of a hindrance. I think what I liked so much was that just the nature of exploring and playing the game itself was motivation for enough for me to continue. I just want to point out how wild it is that you're talking or complaining about how open Breath of the Wild was as you play Elite yeah. Dangerous. <laughs> I mean, at least Elite, it kind of gave me... An end goal, like I have to earn money, but yeah, I just no. I'm not. I'm not saying it invalidates your opinion or it anything. It just took I just a lot less effort to get to this point in Elite than it just seemed at Breath of the Wild, right? Because Breath of the Wild, the plateau is like, oh, this is very simple. Yeah. Also, I couldn't get behind weapon durability. I just uh, yeah, can't that's... get behind the fact that I can pick up a weapon and then just never see a need to use it because it'll break and then I'll lose it, but it looks cool. See, I really don't look forward to hearing everybody complain about that again when Breath oh, of the Wild 2 comes out. God, it's, I, I know people big... that like it too, but it's just yeah, not I for like me. It. 
but I, I like it, but I think the biggest reason reason it got a backlash is because it's so antithetical to how Zelda treated weapons in the past, right? Like yeah. in past Zelda games, when you got a weapon, that weapon was sacred, right? Like you could use it for so many things. It would unlock so many new things for you, right? But like weapons are basically to be used and discarded in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I think people took issue with that. It also yeah, kind of produced like this gameplay loop where you'd get something cool and you just never use it because you didn't want to lose it. I you yeah see, that didn't happen to me. I, I broke myself of that rapidly. There were certain weapons that I would like save for last, right? Like I wouldn't use until I ran out of everything else. Yeah. So the only I, thing I, I never know. used was ancient arrows. I saved those. Yeah. Pretty it, fiercely. It, I'm kind of guilty of the. Uh, of the problem in games where I'll have like a certain resource that's scarce and I'll just never use it ever, and then I'll reach the end of the game and I look at my inventory and I have like a thousand of it. Yeah, I'm typically bad about that as well. Like I hate games that allow that to happen because I <laughs> I just hate it. I've gotten better yeah. at it, but at the same time, I hate games that make you feel like something's scarce and then at the end of the game when you realize, oh man, I could have used these, it's way too late to use all 1,000 of, say, your rockets. <laughs> right. Because you Kinda saved wild, them. though. Like, how good Breath of the Wild must be that it can derail our next conversation three <laughs> years later. Uh, speaking of Breath of the Wild, did you see that Ubisoft Next? What was that game? I didn't even catch the yeah. title. Yeah, uh, Phoenix Rises. It literally just looks like Breath of the Wild. Like, it does, and I think it's going to be an objectively worse Breath of the Wild, but I also think I'm probably going to play it, because like, I am so such it, a sucker. It's for like Breath of the, Breath Wild. Of the yeah. Wild with a combo system. It looked it looked very weird. It, it, the, the combat looked really bad. I'm hoping that that gets better. It looked it very... It, like, it was obviously like there were combos and attacks and stuff, but it looked like MMO combat, like, in a bad way. Yeah, like, yeah. It it looked like two characters that stand next to each other and hit each other until one dies, and that's not good. I don't mind MMO combat in an MMO, but outside of exactly. an MMO, I I just don't like that style of combat. I like more combat that it feels also, visceral, almost. It kind of looked like it was missing the point of the Breath of the Wild open world. Like, yeah, Breath of the Wild had fast travel and all, but it looked like. I don't know, they were zipping around the map instantly. They had to go back to the main area to level up. They, uh, It kind of looked like stuff just was marked on their map, and they had like the compass up top to tell them where to go. And that all very much misses the point yeah, of that why the point Breath entirely. of the Wild's open world was good. And you me. said they even had like automaton enemies. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, no. yeah the boss and shrines. The in the demo was a corrupted automaton. It was literally yeah. a shrine. Yeah, like they, they, have they the dropped down. There were two. Mechanic. There were two separate shrine equivalents. It looked like. Yeah, it's kind of wild to me how blatant that is. You know, like I, I could see that maybe from like, like an indie studio, maybe. Yeah, but like Ubisoft, Ubisoft doing this is kind of wild, right? I, I yeah. made an observation. I don't think Ubisoft innovates more than once a generation. Like they'll come yeah. out with some big new concept of a game, and then they'll milk that formula. Or right, like Assassin's Creed. Six, Assassin's Creed seven, was so eight years. Yeah. Assassin's Creed was revolutionary when it came out, but then <laughs> they put an Assassin's Creed game out like every year yeah. for the next ten years. Or Far Cry. You know? Look at Far Cry. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, like I there's I, a weird split between Far Cry 2 and every other Far Cry game. Yeah, no, Far Cry 3 was like, oh, this is revolutionary, and then, uh... Yeah, I think Far Cry 3 was, like, the pinnacle, right? And then, like, Far Cry 4 and 5 were just, like, copies of Far Cry 3, basically. A lot of people would say Far Cry 2 was the pinnacle, and it was downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Far Cry 4 felt great. Like, it was a good game to play, and it felt unique in the guise of open worlds. And then, I wanted to like Far Cry 5, but they were cowards about the story. And then Far Cry 5 comes out, <laughs> Far Cry 4 comes out, and it's like, oh, this is just more Far Cry. More Far Cry 3, sweet, I guess. You know, and then you Far Cry Primal comes out. Oh, hey, I you was like gonna say, Far Cry 3 with cavemen? My favorite <laughs> Far Cry was Far Cry Primal. I platinum that game. You want, really? You want I Far really Cry enjoyed Primal. Primitive? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I just thought it was such a unique setting for a game. It took place in 10,000 BC. And you were, like, a caveman. By the like, time no Far Cry Primal came I out, I was so burnt out of Far Cry's that I'm just like, oh, this is just Far Cry 4 with cavemen. This is great. I mean, that is what it was, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I think it was good. Uh, while we're on the topic of uh, Ubisoft, I do want to say that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, is coming I'm back. I'm excited. That is huge. I've never gotten to play so that. Is it is it, like, a remaster or, like, remake or what? I think it's just a they just porting it? It's just a port uh, with okay. the DLC. Included, they had to get the but... license back, I believe. Is yeah, it on the... what consoles? PS4 and Xbox One is what it was okay. listed on. Cool. I can't imagine. I mean, it, both of those are going to be back compat, I think, so it's going to be playable on the new consoles, but like, yeah. you're not going to get anything. Like That art's not made for 4K, so up-resing it would do nothing, you know? Because yeah. it's pixel art and all. Uh, well, but, that okay, so terrifying. one good thing on Ubisoft, one bad thing that I don't think we've mentioned yet is that Ubisoft recently announced a mobile game, uh, a mobile Splinter Cell game, where Black Lives Matter are the villains. No way, is All that right. real? Uh, yeah, uh, let me, let How me How do I not hear about this? Uh, cause they've done a lot to cover it up, but, How have uh, they not been, like, torn to shreds? They have been. <laughs> okay, I somehow just missed all of this then. All yeah, right, that was actually sounds... kind of terrifying. We almost exploded. <laughs> yeah, they apologized for it today. But it, it wasn't literally Black Lives up. Matter. It was an alt-left uh, terrorist group, and uh, oh. they were using a bunch of, like, like they, they had the Black Fist the Black Lives Matter uses as the symbol. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember uh, that. It was, yeah, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, so it wasn't Splinter <laughs> It was Cell. a mobile game. It was game. Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Sorry. I, I, you're right, they're not making any Splinter Cell game. Yeah, I don't know. Like you, you, Ubisoft is so weird. And just an aside, if we didn't mention it, we're recording this like moments after the Ubisoft Forward yeah, conference. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, well, this was a long time ago. The, right, uh... but but you know, just sort of justifying all the U- Ubisoft talk. But like Ubisoft's so weird to me in that like it seems like half the time they're like super progressive and like really kind of doing a good job, and then the other half of the time they're bumbling morons. Like, yeah, I... how on earth are is the same company making? Watch Dogs Legion, and yeah, then a which game is like where you an ideological opposite of yeah. this this game. And, okay, you could, you could take a step back and say like, okay, you know they're they're showing both sides, in, you know, or they they hire they're hiring people right. that have both opinions. And if you want to make a game that argues for right wing politics, sure, that you know games are art, you're allowed. You do not make a game where Black Lives Matter are the villains. <laughs> That's so uh, that so tone deaf. So, so so not okay. <laughs> yeah. That's just bananas. Especially like, in 2020, you know, like Yeah. Like what are they thinking? Yeah. 
That's insane. <laughs> like Ubisoft. It's so upsetting. But yeah. Uh so we've got that. Yeah. I can't believe you got heard of that, Amid. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I usually follow like all all this gaming news pretty closely, so kind of surprising. It's called Umbra, is what the villain is actually called, but it's clearly like a coded Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah, like whether it's on purpose or not, but <sighs> um, I, I kind of got surprised there because when we popped into the system, uh, we skimmed a sun. <laughs> Yeah, I I was watching the screen. It looked like we were about to. Yeah, no, I've never seen that happen before. Yeah, I've been watching the screen and just having no idea what's going on. I've never fuel scooped on my way into a system. (laughs) That was weird. Well, we're alive, so yeah, good job. Also, this is the second neutron star I've seen that looks like that. Are you putting a disclaimer in uh, last week's episode? By the way. To, to tell people how the footage got, uh, got destroyed. Well, I wasn't, but now everyone knows. So, <sighs> Well, I think it's going to be obvious. I don't know if you've watched the replacement footage yet, but I, I don't think you're going to be able to make it look like that's one okay. recording. So well, we'll see. You can do your yeah, best. Yeah, for, for those listening, you know, well, at this point, you'll have already seen last week's episode, but we had some major difficulties with the, the flight sim episode, so... Yeah, the foot, the software I used to record decided to record the map screen that I had up instead of the game. So, had to yeah. do a second uh, flight. And in the second flight, uh, I was not as lucky on my landing, and I did crash the plane, so I had to do a third <laughs> oh uh, landing God. and spl- uh, have an Amid splice those together for me. <laughs> with, with the audio. Yeah. Uh, so, that's going to be fun, figuring that out. Yeah, but yeah, going going back to Ubisoft for a sec. Still no new Rayman announcement. Oh which, yeah, I, I, I feel don't... like the series is dead. My heart hurts. It's. I, I, I mean, how were the Rayman sales on Rayman Legends? Legends? Yeah, I I thought it was like I. I mean, it didn't set the world on fire in terms of sales, but like I always thought the sales were enough to justify another game. And they have a mobile game that I haven't played. Still, it must be like doing pretty well if they haven't made another console game. But it, yeah, it I don't know. Hard. I miss Rayman. Like, Ubisoft in particular juggles so many different IP, right? And I feel like maybe they just think that Rayman's not an important IP right now, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I was happy. I felt like this um, Ubisoft forward had a lot more for me than uh, the last one did. In the pre-show, they didn't talk about the division here. They didn't talk about like all these Ubisoft games that I just don't care about. Yeah, they didn't even talk about Assassin's Creed. I don't think Hmm. they did a lot of announcing in the pre-show. Rather than like the post show, the actual show. I only watched the show. I uh, I I watched a bit of the post show after you started talking about it and how there were like shrines and stuff. But uh, I don't know. And I'm gonna watch the the game Grumps put out a video uh, of them playing the Phoenix thing. And I typically hate their ads, but I'm interested enough in this game. I'll probably watch that. Yeah. But when they do pre-release stuff, they did they did this for a. Uh, assassin's creed last time and uh their format is just not conducive to like recording footage and then talking over it it's typically not that great but that's what they have to do for this yeah I'm watch it anyway did you guys know that assassin's creed uh what was it assassin's creed valhalla right yeah the new is one. actually releasing a week early now to uh, release day and date with the series x yeah i feel like they were always gonna do that and they just couldn't announce it like yeah right it's a week you know they're not gonna 
Like, I saw a bunch of people saying, like, oh, if it's a rocky launch, people are going to give them crap about it. And, like, it's a week, guys. Like, you're not going to fix anything in a week. Yeah, it's right. Like I mean, I think early. The game's got to be... I feel like, I mean, before, you know, like, the game's got to be gold, right? Like, oh, yeah. It, it has to be. Yeah, they're probably working on the day one patch, you know? Yeah. Fixing bugs and stuff, but the game is done. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting. Like, I think, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed is partnering itself up with xbox for now you know it seems like these companies flip-flop every now and then it seems like they were the xbox right now so yeah they and they came out and said like uh, assassin's creed valhalla will run at 4k 60 on series x which is which is a pretty big deal i think oh yeah i think so honestly 4K i think it's 60. wild that i don't know i think it's wild that suddenly we're getting 4k 60 when really we never did get 1080 60 yeah we didn't yeah we kind of skipped a we step really there. Come but on, I don't think we had all these upscaling techniques and stuff, you know? We we had checkerboard rendering, right, like last generation. Well, this generation, I should say. Next generation hasn't started. We had checkerboard rendering, but I do want to say that, like, I don't think the frame rate sort of discussion really was a huge thing until this generation, right? Like, it, I think this generation, a lot of gamers have been very vocal about the fact that, look, we want frame rates that are above 30 you know like, yeah it's tired it's getting of 30 to the point. frames please. yeah exactly so i think you know now that we're uh we're at the point where developers are finally listening and we're and 60 might really be the standard going forward which is crazy i didn't think they would god i hope so i still think that like you know like the the marquee like maybe like sony style like uncharted games will still be 4k 30 because i think they want to focus on like Bells, visual bells and whistles rather than frame rate, but I'd love to be pr proven wrong. I, I mean, I would almost rather, like, if they're going to do that with Uncharted, like, the climbing segments are 30, the shooting segments are 60, but I think that would really take you out of it. Oh, no, you notice that so bad. Yeah, but <sighs> shooting yeah. at 30 frames per second just sucks. Yeah. I really am not a fan of, you know, changing frame rates mid-gameplay, mid right? Yeah, like, I want to stick with whatever frame rate I'm given, even if it's a low one. It, you know, like I think changing will be very. Come on, you've never played a game that goes into two FPS in the cutscenes. Yeah, I hate that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you're not a real gamer unless you play games that do that. I love it. I I vastly prefer in-engine cutscenes. I hate pre-rendered. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I and I do think you know that's another aspect of this generation. That's gotten a lot better. Like in a lot of the games I play, right? Like, m like most of the cutscenes are in-engine cutscenes. Like the yeah. the whole like CG cutscene seems like a a relic of a bygone era almost. Like the biggest uh, egregious example of that, I will always remember uh, playing Sonic 06 for the first time. Oh yeah, uh, Sonic 06 on the PS3 was a was a frame disaster. No, do you guys remember the first cutscene? Like the first impression that game gives is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, it's same like with Sonic Unleashed. I mean, that's a, that's a trend with Sonic. Sonic no, gets like it... all this high res cutscenes, and you get to the actual game, yeah. and it's like nothing. Yeah, right, kinda, like so, like poopy. if, if <laughs> we re bad. rewind to back in the day, right? Like I remember having my friend Rango over the the Sonic maniac that chatted with you that one day, Connor. Yes, but uh, he so he came over because he didn't have a PS3. I had a PS3. I still hadn't really gotten like a like a showcase level title for PS3, right? Like I hadn't really justified owning a PS3 yet. 
So yeah. I got Sonic 06 off the back of, you know, loving Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and Shadow mm-hmm. the Hedgehog and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, my That's God, rough. this is going to be insane. <laughs> and uh, I, I... It was put, insane. <laughs> yes. It was it was we, a great game. Put, yeah. We put the disc in and the, the first cutscene starts playing. and Our jaws are just on the floor. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is next gen. This is insane. Like, I can't wait to play this game. And then the very, like, the, the cutscene ends, like, and clearly I think, like, 75% of that game's budget went into the first cutscene. No, 75% of that game's budget went into its killer soundtrack, honestly. And then, you know, like, after the first cutscene, we get another cutscene of, like, Sonic running, and it looks like, you know, like, GameCube tier, like, Sonic, it looks like <laughs> the same as Sonic Adventure, honestly. I, I like, think it looks worse than Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, yeah. and it, it looked awful, and I was just like, well, that, that was the biggest... Uh, you know, that was the biggest, like, blue balls I've ever experienced. Have we done a biggest disappointments in gaming? I don't think uh, we have. I don't think so. That would okay. definitely be up there for me. Yeah, I know I've talked about mine before, but, yeah, that would be a cool episode to do. Yeah. And then, like, obviously being the, being the, uh, being the, in the Sonic trance as I was back in the day, I convinced myself that Sonic 06 was a brilliant game. Even <laughs> really? Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought like for for a long time afterward, I was like, "This game's incredible! Like everyone needs to play it." See, I've never really been in the Sonic trance. I only like the good Sonic games. Sonic '06 was actually my first 3D Sonic. Mm, Sorry. Yeah, I didn't play Adventure or (laughs) Adventure Two. Probably never will now. Adventure Two and Generations are still really the only 3D Sonics I would call fun. I played. I would call good games. I enjoyed the Sonic sections of Unleashed. Yeah, those are good. But the Werehog sections were just... They're too long. Way too long. Way, yeah. Like three years. A single yeah. stage in the Sonic section is like five minutes. Hated it. But yeah. Any, you know, uh, we, did, we did get an announcement. Uh, Sonic Team said they had new games to reveal in 2021 in celebration of Sonic's, I think, 30th anniversary or 35th anniversary or something. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I hope we get a Mania 2. That's pretty much the only thing they could announce right now that would excite me. Without, like, I, I would not be cautiously Adventure optimistic 3. for a Mania 2. What, yeah. uh, Adventure 3. Even in Adventure 3, I would not dare get excited for. Right. It, it'd probably <laughs> suck, honestly. Come on, yeah. give me Mania, a, Mania, Mania Cat's Adventure. Mania 2. Mania 2 is, like, the only one that actually yeah. could be good. <laughs> a Mania 2, still headed up by Christian Whitehead, I would not... There would be no caution there. That would be a day one buy for me, and I would enjoy it, and I am 100% certain that I could stand by that claim. Anything else Sonic-related, <laughs> I will wait until a week after release to even talk about it. Like, right. So I remember, I, I believe it's actually, for posterity, I believe it is in this podcast somewhere that I was optimistic for Sonic Forces, and that is <laughs> a hard reality to <laughs> to face, and that won't I won't do that again. Yeah, you learned your lesson. Yeah, always learn that first lesson of never trust Sonic Forces. Yeah. Never trust Sonic at this yeah. point, honestly. And I, yeah, even two D Sonic. Like, I don't like Sonic one through three. So- I like Sonic Mania. That's like the that's only two D Sonic I like. Super weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. Weird. That is kind of weird. Yeah. So, well, Sonic Mania is just so much more modern than the others. Like, the mod, yeah, like, widescreen goes a long way. I could probably pick up the, uh, if I could play on PC the Christian Whitehead ports of Sonic 1 through 3, I'd probably, well, I'd probably like 2 and 3. Sonic 1 is just objectively not a very good game. Sonic 1 was, Green Hill was good. 
No, it doesn't. No, no game that has Marble Zone is good. Uh, Marble but... Zone's a pain, but after Marble Zone, it gets interesting. Was the first I, Sonic? I, Wait, what can you expect? Like I played Sonic CD on my phone. The touch controls are okay, but I would much rather play them on PC if that was an option. <laughs> anyway, uh, any final thoughts on uh, Ubisoft or the the next gen? I I really wish Ubisoft would be a better company. Yeah, I wish they didn't have Black Lives Matter as a villain, <laughs> and I also wish they would make Rayman. Yeah, let's just make a Rayman game. It's like us asking. It's like people asking Rare for another banjo game. Everyone yeah. wants it, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. No, I think we will get another Rayman game. It's just not yet. Dude, I will say it again. The day Microsoft announces a banjo game, like I'm getting an Xbox, like it's happening. I'm actually weirdly excited that Ukulele is getting added to Game Pass uh, on PC. Honestly, Ukulele, yeah. Ukulele I know it's not an amazing game, but for the low, low price of free, like, you know, right. I wasn't gonna, I was gonna have Game Pass already, so for the low, low price of what I'm already paying in, in, anyway, I will absolutely right, check yeah. out Ukulele. Because I've never played Banjo-Kazooie, so I don't have, like, rose-tinted goggles going into this. I don't yeah, have anything but I think to compare it to. Even, like, you know, on a on an objective level, just, like, looking at the level design, it's just not as good as Banjo-Kazooie, I think. But I believe that. The levels I mean, look way too big. They are way yeah. too massive. I, I've seen a little bit of it. Like, they just look pointlessly big. But that, eh, whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, it would be interesting hearing your perspective as someone who never played Banjo-Kazooie playing ukulele. That's pretty unique. I, I like 3D platformers, and there are some indie platformers that I really liked. I also, on this show at one point, and I, I feel a little crazy you know, remembering this now, but I believe I said that I wasn't sure Super Mario Odyssey would be able to beat out a hat in time. You, you did say that, I remember, yeah. And I stand by it a little bit, because a hat in time is far more replayable to me than Super Mario oh, Odyssey I, is. I played through hat in time recently, and I love that game. Yeah. That game is so replayable. It's and full it's so of personality, fun. too. Yeah. I I will stand by that A Hat in Time holds its own against Super Mario Odyssey. But I still need to play it. that game. It's very good. It's got co-op as well. But yeah, just to offer my final thoughts on the, the console announcements, right? I am excited the fact that Series S exists. I don't think I'll ever get one because I don't. Like, if I were to get an Xbox, I'd want, like, the higher spec machine, right? But I do think, from a business perspective, like, the Series S is a brilliant move. Yeah. The Series S is probably what I would buy, because my PC is my high-end machine. Right, yeah. But yeah, still holding on out for uh, Halo before I make any Xbox-related moves. Didn't they announce they delayed that? Yeah. They yeah. talked hey, about it last sometimes, week. I think it's going to be late 2021. Honestly. Yeah, yeah I, th I would agree with that, Paul 2021. But we shall see. The game didn't look uh, yeah. like it was ready. No, I don't even necessarily agree with that, but the way they the way they did the delay makes me think it's going to be a while. Yeah. yeah. And the, the hiring that they've been doing. <laughs> right, yeah. I saw that. Uh, so do you guys want to move into games we've been playing? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, I'll go first if you guys don't mind. Sure. Uh, I've been busting out Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 nice. plus 2, because that yeah, game so is choice. I, uh, I played a bunch of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 as a kid, and I never played another one outside of, like, at my cousin's house. Yeah, and you, I still... You, you regaled us with your sad story of why that, that is. Yeah. Was that on the podcast? Yes. Ugh. Uh, 
Sorry, mom. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, it's amazing. It, it's one of those remakes that, like, yeah, I know that this isn't what Tony Hawk Pro Skater looked like and played like, but it like it's how I remember it. It felt you know? well played. Like I, I thought they were pretty faithful to the gameplay, right? They, they were. Uh, I believe they added the uh, PS2 era gameplay to to it largely. Okay. Like I believe Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 was the engine <laughs> that they used as a reference, because a lot of people who loved it say that that's the best one, the best feeling one. But like I, I don't know if you well, Amid, you almost definitely know this, but like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is the second best rated game of all time. Yep, yep, I know that. And so like I, I'm surprised you haven't been playing this just because of that. Like no, no, I was actually you know just based off that metric alone because I had never played a Tony Hawk game, never really I not into skating at all but just based off that metric i was planning on getting this game and i just sort of forgot that it came out yeah the only reason i got it was because like i played tony Hawk pro skater one as a kid and like don't have it anymore and i had a 10 dollar off on the epic game store so i was able to get it for 30 bucks because it's only 40 to begin with yeah and like we're full remaster. this game's amazing like i i have played it so much it's such a good like just like oh i have a little bit of time you know, a level is only two minutes long. You have two minutes to skate through these levels and get as high a score as possible. And, like, it just feels good. It's got, like, collect-a-thon elements to it. Uh, it's, just, it's just so weird, because I played a ton of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 as a kid, but I don't think I had a memory card when I played it, because I have not seen a lot of these levels. And, like, you can unlock the first few levels that are all familiar to me, but, like, within a few minutes. So, I, looking back, I was a dumb kid. I think I was unlocking... The first few levels every single time I played the game. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but that's fine, you know. Like I said, it takes two minutes to finish a level. You know, if you know what you're doing, you can knock out like the hidden VHS, one of the collectathon things, and probably a high score all at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. God, it feels good to figure out like the tricks. I am actually doing a bit of wear on my controller because I'm not like not used to games that use the stick like this, and so I'm like actually digging my thumb in a little bit, which is bad. But yeah, I I I am probably going to get this game at some point just out of sheer curiosity, right? But like, I don't really get it yet. You know, like I watch some gameplay, I'm like, okay, this seems fun and arcadey, but I don't understand. Like, it's one of those things. Why like, it's like so weird yeah. yet? But I can't explain I like it because I, I do not care about skating. I love joking, like, you know, I'll be on Discord with some buddies while I'm talking about it, and I'll be like, yeah, me and the Birdman go way back, but, like, I don't know anything about Tony Hawk, except that I think he was in, like, an episode of Sweet Life and Zack and Cody one time, <laughs> and I also know that he was fairly heavily involved in at least Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1's development. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was involved in this remake's development as well. Okay, and I know that he's, like, a cool dude, Yeah. but other than that, I don't care. Doesn't he also have that existential crisis where people don't actually recognize him? And yeah, compare him and to Tony really Hawk, funny. the that's, famous skater. That's like his whole shtick on Twitter. It's like, wow, you really look like that skateboarder. And he says, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, I, I've you, also had a bunch of fun. Are you named after Tony Hawk, the, the pro skater? The pro skater, yeah. My girlfriend picked up a skateboard recently, and I've had a lot of fun. Like, she, She's just like casually into it, so she doesn't know like all these trick names and stuff. And so I'm like, oh, man, can you do this? Can you do a 360 melon? Like, <laughs> a 360 melon. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know melon. what that means. Like, the 360 okay. is obviously a spin, but I don't know what a melon is. Like, I, I will take the... back the fact that I said that like I'm not into skating at all. I did watch Rocket Power a lot as a kid, and I really <laughs> enjoyed it. But yeah. other, I don't really know anything about skating itself. Yeah, I I don't either. But I don't care. Like, it's just fun to like. Yeah. 
kick back and like let, let's be honest like I, there's a method to it but i'm button mashing when i play this game like oh really i don't i don't care what tr I, there are a couple of combos that i know and care about and you actually get to pick your own like you have these <laughs> special skills you can do like special tricks and you actually get to assign the combo to them and it's like something like up down b or something like that yeah and uh, you assign those, which I think is really cool, because that makes them very memorable to me. And I know those. But other than that, like, there are certain tricks you can do in the air by, like, like if you press a direction on the stick and X, you do a jump trick, or a flip trick, I think. If you do that with B, you do, like, a hold trick, where you, like, hold the board with your hands or something. And I do not care which of those tricks I am doing at all. I do not care. <laughs> I just press buttons while I'm in the air, and uh, other than like those major tricks, and you can play like that. And as long as you're like not doing the same thing over and over, you still get a pretty good score. Yeah, and like so, just kind of zone out and watch the magic. So happen. are there are there levels, or is it just like sandbox sandboxes? Uh, there are sandboxes that you unlock, and like in those sandboxes, you have to like get a certain score to uh, progress or you get you get achievements in those essentially and like there's mm -hmm. some for getting a certain score there's one for like finding all the letters of skate hidden around the place there's one like one of them like you have to wall skate and like knock bells off of the wall and you have to find all five of them and you have to do all that in one run okay in one two minute run yeah and uh not not all of them at once but like you have to find all five bills in one run or it doesn't do anything yeah so yeah, in that sense, there are levels, but the levels themselves are largely just sandboxes that you unlock, but they're, like, progressively more dangerous. Like, one of the later sandboxes has cars driving around that you have to knock oh, hit by. Yeah, like... Yeah, so... There's definitely... Yeah, and some of the levels, and I... This is only in Pro Skater 1, I don't believe Pro Skater 2 has this, because they didn't... They weren't very well received, but they have levels that are linear, and so you're, like, going down a track, essentially, and doing tricks along the way. And then if you reach the end of it before your two minutes is up, you just get teleported back to the beginning and start over. And those are not... They're not my favorite. Like, yeah. there, there are some setups for those that are really cool. Like, one called Downhill Jam that most people seem to hate. I don't hate it, because there's, like, setups. Like, I don't have to climb up to do a cool trick, like to get mad air jumping off of something and do like a bunch of tricks before I hit the ground. I don't have to climb anything to do that on downhill jam because you start at the top and end at the bottom. Yeah. But by and large, people don't like those. And I agree. I think the sandboxes are more interesting because there's like an exploration factor to it. And also, if you miss something on downhill jam, like you can't go back and get it, really. You have to start over. And that's kind of annoying. But yeah, I, uh, if you liked the Tony Hawk games, if you've ever liked any of them, uh, and even if you didn't, if you just kind of want to play an arcade game, like, I can't recommend anything higher than this, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, certainly it's it's got that legendary status for a reason. And yeah, for that, it's just an important part of gaming history as well, yeah. in my opinion. Or a good way to experience a legendary part of game history. Yeah. Alright, sweet. Uh, Mike? Uh, I've been playing Among Us. Ah, oh, yeah, I really want to play that. I've seen a lot of like oh, YouTube. Oh God, it's yeah. I, why did that blow up all of a sudden? Isn't that an older game? Yeah, it was like from 2017. I think just a bunch of streamers started playing it, and people really realized that it was actually legitimately fun. Kind of like how Trouble in Terrorist Town blew up when people started playing it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a very similar game to Trouble in Terrorist Town, right? Yeah, I I feel like the concept of those kind of games where like you you're playing with a bunch of people and a couple of you are like traitors and you have to figure out and like deceive. Like I love that concept so much, but I've never played one of those games because unfortunately I don't have enough. I feel like I don't have enough friends that are in like into that sort of thing. So if you guys are down to like do oh, this absolutely. absolutely like that would be i awesome. love among us I, I don't know how among us is but trouble in terrorist town was not bad to play with randoms in my opinion among us really. is a little different i feel like it'd be so much better town. with people you know you know it is better with people you know the problem with yes. playing with people you know is that like if you're all on a discord together like there's a, there's a good chance somebody's cheating and that's not fun no i think when i was playing with a full group of 10 people that i knew or yeah. sort of knew and no one really cheated we all muted our mics Okay, good. I'd love to be a part of like that, if, though. If, if you died... If we could get, like, a group of, like, six or seven together and play one of these games, that'd be so much fun. They yeah, just that would be such silent. a good extra life game. Oh, it's such a good, fun game. Plus, it's five bucks. It's yeah. Very cheap. Yeah. That's worth it. I put... If you're following a dollar an hour, I put a six or seven hour stream of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> like, I... That was one setting. I just couldn't stop. Wow. It was just that Yeah, it fun. feels like one of those one more game, like... Because I, I love being the imposter in games like yeah. that. Oh, love... no, being the imposter is is great. You, like, you'll have this, like, clean kill, and then, oh, yeah, someone was checking vitals, and someone just died, and everyone was with me. And so you get caught, even though you weren't actually caught. <laughs> yeah. So I've had that happen to me as imposter. I've had it where everyone's running around in a group, so I can't actually kill them. I've even had games where we all just decide we're going to sit in one place and whoever's in this stack is probably not an imposter. <laughs> it's won us a game. Yeah, for sure I would love to. I would love to participate in one of these games. Like, I've always, like, thought... Like, it's kind of sad. Like, I always watch these games where I'm like, I don't have enough people that I know to play this. That, yeah, it sounds like that office quote. I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not a bad game. Like it, lo it looks fun. Oh, I they're guess, making a second yeah, one. Yeah, right? they're making they a second one. A I guess the novelty yeah. could wear out, but I I feel like it's infinitely replayable because there's infinite things that could happen. I mean, for five bucks, should you really be thinking about the novelty wearing yeah. out? Like that's the cost of that's it's... that's cheaper than seeing a movie, which is two hours. Like honestly, between that and Fall Guys, there's been a resurgence of these indie games going absolutely viral. ham. Well, now's a good time to release an indie game because there's nothing coming out. Like, like if Tony Hawk Pro Skater, yeah. honestly, like that's not an indie game, but if Tony Hawk Pro Skater hadn't come out like in such a drought right now, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Yeah, this is definitely a drought, and I feel like, but but I do feel like it's kind of like the calm before the storm, right? It's that I normal feel like, summer uh, game drought, anyway. You normally get well, this. yeah, but. You, well, you I feel COVID like that hasn't, that. yeah, COVID on top of that. But I feel like recently, in recent years, the summer game drought hasn't really been a thing because all these major companies have like releases spaced out throughout the year now. Obviously, the yep. big ones are in the fall, but like, but yeah, I, I think, um, what was I going to say? I, I was going to say that, um, honestly, nope, it's been say. nice to so, have a summer game drought this year because it gives time to, for people to clear their game bucket lists. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like I got to finally play Control. What they what yeah. they come out with? Avengers. Avengers yeah. just came out. Yeah, Avengers. Like, and apparently just came that's out. pretty good. Uh, I've heard. I've heard like mixed. I've heard opinions. seven or eight, which is pretty good. 
I've heard the stories. I've seen that the story is pretty good, but then it just eventually degrades into here's your games as a service. Play or this arena. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the story's large. Sucks. I hear the story starts out about Kamala, which I uh, Kamala Khan, which I like. Yeah. She's a good character. I so. I don't like games as a service games because there's just too many of them, and they're a lot of them are just bland. Yeah. That bland is like when I watch the footage of Avengers. Bland is the first word that comes to mind. Like it's just pointless progression. Actually, this is a lot coming from someone who plays a lot of Warframe. But yeah, I was gonna say yeah, but but Warframe at least feels good to play, and it's old enough that it's kind of found its footing somewhat. But at the same time, a lot of games as a service games they release in this really crappy state and. They have to hook you on the premise that it's going to get better. Yeah. Which see of Thieves looking at you. Also looking Destiny. at Anthem. <laughs> yeah. Except Anthem's Anthem not gonna just get better. never got better. It just yeah. remained bad. Which yeah, I I don't know that that sort of that's why I hate the games as a service model. Honestly, like I enjoy like games like Destiny like after they got good, but like I don't think it's, it's acceptable to release with like. This is like, you know, half a game, and eventually we're going to make a full yeah, game. Yeah, eventually like, you're going to get the full you game, go. but it's going to take years. If you're going to do that, I don't understand the games as a service model without a monthly subscription. Like, World of Warcraft releases... World of Warcraft is like the OG games as a service, right? And, like, I don't think what they did is particularly malicious or anything. Well, that's <laughs> also using well, the... The games as a yeah. service is kind of an extension of the old model of release an expansion MMOs. pack or release, like... A big DLC pack. Yeah. Like, you see it. Like, Destiny What Destiny 1 released, like, what? The Taken King or whatever? And then whatever yeah, their yeah. second one was? That was basically just an expansion pack. They just and like episodic it. titles. Episodic titles are, like, an attempt to make a single-player game a games-as-a-service, but it doesn't really work. Unless you're Final Fantasy VII, and then you just expand the first part of the original game into a well, full 60 hour experience i really want to play final fantasy 7 remake but i don't want to spend 60 hours in the first two hours of final fantasy 7 like honestly i heard it was a whatever. good 60 hours yeah i hear it's a really good game but yeah but know. none of us have played it <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it, it kind of does gloss like the original game does feel kind of fast like you're out of in and out of Midgar real fast. Yeah, I might just play the original Final Fantasy VII. It's on Game Pass. That and I like cyberpunk aesthetic, and Midgar is a peak cyberpunk. It is, yeah. So honestly, boy, it's right there's up my a alley. there's a game for you coming up this fall. <laughs> oh, I'm excited! Maybe. I can't wait. No, I don't think they're gonna delay it again. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I was saying maybe it'll be good. Oh, it's CD Projekt Red. I don't think they've released a bad game. Yeah, CD CD Projekt Red has a giant pedigree at this point but i don't know the more i see the game the more less interested i become quite frankly but same and i wasn't super interested to begin with i mean i was i heard cyberpunk and instantly i was i was on the train <laughs> there's not a lot same. of good cyberpunk games yeah that's true no, or media in general so Ammon, what have you been playing this week so i hate to be the lame but I have not really been playing anything, as I'm in the midst of uh, some life-changing things right now. Yeah. As as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, Michael, but I'm moving to Virginia uh, as soon as I can, really. Just running around trying to make that work out. I really don't have but, your priorities in order, huh? 
Yeah. In lieu of a game, I will mention the fact that in the entirety of this episode, we didn't even talk about the fact that the Mario Collection got confirmed and is released. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, side topic. Mario Collection. I forgot about that because it's so uninteresting it, and disappointing. Oh, really? No, I'm excited. I've got mine pre-ordered already. Wow. I'm not getting it. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I'm ex- Like, I'm not one who I typically mean, goes back to older consoles and replays games, right? So, like, I, this is the first time I'm going to play Mario um, Galaxy since it came out, right? And this is the first time I'm going to play 64 since, like, I touched the the DS version, like, all those years ago, right? Oh, yeah. I'm playing Sunshine since GameCube. So, like, this is, the this is like, a, a chance for me to revisit these seminal games that, like, I don't really... It's not a true that, revisit that shaped because they my took childhood, away, right? uh, They took away the gay icon that is Bowser. I don't. I think that'll be back. That was just a Japanese trailer, I, and the Japanese. I really game hope didn't have it's as much bad dialogue. because it's. Wait, they took that line out. Yeah, no, no it's, it's just not in the trailer. Changed. It said "bye bye," which is the Japanese line. If okay, it yeah. if it's correct, it depends on if it's using the uh, Japanese re-release. Because there was a Japanese re-release that used a yeah. different patch that patched out some speedrunning tech as well. Yeah, I don't get why everybody's talking about this as like some speedrun apocalypse. Just play the older version. Yeah, like, who cares if the new version? But yeah, every time a new version is released, it's like, ooh, less load times, less. Uh, yeah, because less the lag. load times in Super Mario 64 are so bad. Less lag. More Super Mario 64 does suffer from some uh, frame lag. Yeah, it does. Uh, because but, of the compiler they used, I think that's really. But funny. a lot of the uh, speedrunners have gotten used to that, and so yeah. playing without lag is so weird for them. I just, I still have my N sixty four and my GameCube hooked up, and I, I last time I played Galaxy was in an emulator because uh, that game looks astounding scaled up to ten eighty p, which will be nice in the. Uh, Honestly, I might buy it, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel like it's a hundred percent. Yeah, it just feels... I, I don't know. I've seen some stuff saying that it's a port. I don't understand why 64 is 720p instead of 1080p. Out of all of them. <laughs> the Switch can't really, handle just, Nintendo 64 hardware. I was just hoping for more. You know? I, 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 any addition at all would I have understand. been enough for me. Yeah, I know, and I think that's totally valid. For me, though, it's just the fact that I'm seeing these games again makes me so excited. Yeah, and I just... I can't justify, like... I feel like it would be an objectively worse experience for Super Mario Sunshine because you wouldn't have the GameCube controller anymore. It, it doesn't support that. Um, yeah, that's true. It, it Super Mario 64, I, I don't they know. They did manage to figure out how to incorporate the Wiimote stuff in Galaxy, though. Yeah, they used the touchscreen, right? No, that's, uh, well, that's in handheld, right? But, like, uh, if oh, it's well, stock, yeah, you can just uh, use the Joy-Con. Yeah, using a Joy-Con as a pointer is nothing new. There are a couple of games that do that. Yeah. yeah, and uh, that's unusual. what I do when I when I emulated uh, Super Mario Galaxy. I used the gyroscope in my Steam controller as a pointer. You know, they also announced um, a port of 3D World, right? Yes, that Coming I'm next year. Excited for. I'll probably I, buy that because I don't think I ever finished 3D World. I'll definitely buy that because I never even played 3D World, so I'm excited. And it for also, that. I have some friends buying it, and it's going to have online co-op, and uh, right. Uh, it's Nintendo. I'll be cautious. Yeah, I'm not excited for that, but if it works, it'll be cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it's wild that they they announced this thing, and it's essentially coming out in like a week now, right? Like, yeah, I'd already. I really about like. It. 
I really like the fact that Nintendo it seems recently announces a game and then it comes out pretty imminently. They're so. giving the old Bethesda way. I, I'm kind of excited they announced uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, I think it's called. Yeah, that's kind of an out-of-nowhere announcement. I'm not I sure never... how I feel about a Zelda Warriors game, but like... Wait, what? Have you not Have you not played the first one? The Hy- Hy- Hyrule Warriors? No. Yeah. Oh. I, I've seen my roommate play it uh, back in college, and it looked okay. I mean, like Warriors the... games to me just seem... They, they, they're like popcorn, right? There's like very little substance to them, but they're like fun like button mashers. Yeah, and the story seemed really phoned in on that one. But this time, yeah, they're kind of hyping up the story. And like, yeah, 100 years it, before Breath of the Wild. Yeah, there's an opportunity for that to be interesting. And like, I don't know, I like the characters. A lot of people are disappointed you're probably not going to get to play a side on because he was a baby at the time. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. They might add him as DLC or something. Yeah. I think it'll be cool, though. I think it'll be interesting to see I, Hyrule as it's getting like. I think they said it, the the story is canon too. Like yeah, the Zelda did. that's or interesting. Yeah, they so did that's, say that. that that is exciting. One one final point I want to make on the the 3D All Stars Mario Collection is that according to Amazon, at least on Amazon, Super Mario 3 All Stars has outsold every 2020 game except for Animal Crossing already. That's so stupid. So people are hungry for people, this game. People want I mean, that I'm Sunshine actually, remake. I think people should play this game. Like, I, I don't want this. I'm really glad it's happening, though. Because, like, no, like we said, there's a huge, like, there's a whole generation of people who've missed these games, you know? Yeah. And these are not games that you can miss. They're so good. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Gonna, I'm saving my 60 bucks, but. Understandable. All right, well, I think that is going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you, Mike, for showing us the far reaches of outer space. Yeah, we're, we're out here. I mis- <laughs> un- out underestimated here. exactly how far we were because uh, we haven't even entered the main section of the galaxy yet. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed it's been a lot of just flying into these blue twisty things. Oh, yeah, neutron stars. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've just been neutron star jumping since that's the fastest way to get around. I was aiming mm-hmm. to be back in, like, earth area but uh, yeah i may have mistimed it i thought we'd get halfway oh well i forgot i was that far out we started way back here we made we made progress yeah for, for sure, sure. Yeah. not a lot <laughs> all right please follow us at ad podcast game talk on twitter please like rate and review us on any podcast service you use and please rate or what is it called please like us on youtube and leave comments there uh join the discord yeah click the link in the description of this episode to join our discord Uh, thank you connor and mike yep see you guys next week talk to you later see ya